Guys, guys, I have no idea what just happened with the recording, but here is act two of Rent. I'm so sorry. I love you. Goodbye. Act two. Seasons of Love. Y'all know Seasons of Love. Mm. If you know musical theater, you know Seasons of Love. But if you it, don't know musical theater, you know Seasons of Love. I mean, period, per, dot com. So, um, there's just a blue hyperlink that pops up. Period, per, dot com. Anyway, okay. So, 525,600 minutes. How do you measure a year in a life? They just told you. Gilmore. Moving on. So, um, there are, uh, one thing says, um... And truths that she learned, and times that he cried, and bridges he burned, are the way that she died. And I know to see ya. Y'all know the seasons of So I never end. Then celebrate the Okay, so. And this is where you get the high C. Yes. Not the drink. So we pan to the padlock door. New Year's Rock and Eve, the break back into the building party. And Mimi says, how long till next year? And he goes, three and a half minutes. And so they break into the apartment and they realize that because they've broken in and no one lives there, they're squatter rights. Thank God Joanna's a lawyer. Okay. Because she knows. Um, So, uh, uh, Maureen says, just like my ex-girlfriend, honey, I know you're there. Please pick up the phone. Are you okay? It's not funny. It's not fair. How can I atone? Are you okay? Uh, I lose control, but I can learn to behave. Give me one more chance. Let me be your slave. I'll kiss your Doc Martens. Let me kiss your Doc Martens. Your every wish I will obey. Um, and so Joanne says, that might be okay. Down girl, he'll stay. Um, and so they're just kind of like celebrating that they have a place to stay again. Mm-hmm. And Mark says, ironic close-up tight. On the phone machine, red light. Once the boho boys are gone, the power mysteriously comes back on. Okay, so, Happy New Year, B. And so, Maureen and Mark are planning on, like, getting an agent and, like, really promoting this and, like, turning to TV and really getting their eyes out there and Maureen becoming famous because of all this. And Joanne says, I don't think we need all that. That's kind of selling out. Uh, And Mark's like, yeah, but it's a nice dream. And so, uh, Mark... Uh, Benny comes in and goes, I couldn't stop thinking about the whole mess. Mark, you'll want to get this on film. I regret the unlucky circumstances of the last seven days. And Roger goes, circumstances, you padlock the doors. And he goes, and it's a great pleasure on behalf of Cyber Arts that I present you this key. Um, And so he gives them a key uh, to the apartment. the apartment. And he goes, I'm cleaning out, I'm breaking ground this month, but you can return. Um, and so Benny says that I'd honestly rather be with you guys tonight than in Westport. Uh, so (laughs) he finds out that Angel killed his dog, uh, (laughs) which is wild. And he's like, I also kind of never liked the dog, so that's okay. And so everybody thinks it's going to be a happy new year. Um, which is great. And then Mimi kind of leaves and sees a guy and he's like, well, 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 look what we have here. Which is kind of creepy. So then Maureen and Joanne get married. Which God. is wild. God, why? Now, at the wedding reception, Maureen flirts with a woman and Joanne's like, you're flirting with the woman in <gasps> rubber. Lesbians. 
Right. And Maureen says, there will always be a woman woman in rubber rubber flirting with me. And they sing, Take Me or Leave Me. Which is Maureen. It's just Maureen's anthem of like, I am who I am. And you can either take that or get out. Which, I respect Maureen for saying that. Because she's like, do you not want me to be who I am as a person? As lo- Mama, as long as you're not physically or emotionally, like, hurting me on purpose. I get that, but I'm also with Joanne in that. Because Joanne's whole point is like. If you, you chose me, choose me. You weren't upfront about that. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I know it. But I know it from other people. Not from you. You weren't upfront about it until after we were married, and that's a problem. Yeah. And that's why I'll always be on Joanne's side, because I'm like, yes, Maureen deserves her freedom, because she's who she is. But Joanne was told one thing, and is now being forced to accept another, because they're married. Yes. Now, Joanne also says, like, hey, you can be who you want to be, but I also am the person that I am, so you can either take that. Or get the fuck out as well. And at one point they're like, uh, that's it, the straw that breaks my back, I quit unless you take it back. Women, what, what is, is it about, about them? them? Can't live with them or without them. Now, as a throwback, 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 this used to be my MySpace profile song. It was. Ain't that wild? Ain't that wild? Oh, MySpace. Oh, you and MySpace. Now, what do you mean, me and MySpace? Say what you want to say, BJ. Yeah? Say what you want to say. Yeah? You talking about Darren? Nope. Oh. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Do you want me to say it? I'm scared. Never mind. We'll talk about it later. Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh! Yeah. About my parents finding out I was gay through MySpace. Oh, okay. Yes, so I, okay, you can say it. Oh! I just didn't know what we were talking about. What are you talking about? <laughs> um... Yeah, though they're at the very end, they go, uh, "Take me, baby, or leave me." Guess I'm leaving. I'm gone. There is a hilarious, hilarious, hilarious video. It's so fucking funny. I don't care. I'm sure that woman got very hurt. Oh, absolutely, I do, I do, absolutely. I don't absolutely. care. I relate very strong. I laugh because it would have been me. <laughs> They're walking off the stage and they go, guess I'm leaving. I'm I'm gone. gone. And a woman falls. She slips out from under herself. It is the funniest thing. I pray that that woman is okay. The timing is beautiful. Guess I'm leaving. I'm I'm gone. gone. What can I do? (laughs) It's with the music. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Anyway, again, I pray she's okay. Bless her heart. I love that for you. Now, there's another... Love that journey you're on. Look at you! Tell me all about it! I don't care. (gasps) So, there's another Seasons of Love of how we measure in love. Mm. The seasons Oh, okay. (laughs) It's a better song. Anyway. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Now, we sing without you, which is heartbreaking. (sighs) Okay. You don't like it? No, I'm about to let you in on. I'll let you in on uh, BJ's upbringing. As a teenager, an angsty, angsty teen... Did you cry to this? had no reason to be... Did you cry to this like you knew God's greatest love? I would play this song and cry as a teenager at night. It'd be like 1 a.m. And I'd be like... Uh, Wait, in in the comments below the post for this season or this episode, 
please tell us what grungy teenage song yes. you listened to. What was your angsty song? And just wept to. Now, I want you to guess mine. Cause it is angsty. It's not, it's not like bubblegum pop. Sisters doing it for themselves. Who is that? <laughs> what is that? Aretha Franklin. <laughs> and Andy Lennox from the Eurythmics. Sisters doing it for themselves. No. Oh my god. If, if, you, if that had been... I would have actively screamed and left this podcast. Like, I, I would have been like, I can't be here. Absolutely. First of all, it? it was Avril Lavigne. Because of course it was. Is it, is it um, uh, the one where she's looking out the window? When you're oh, gone. Yep. When you're gone, I, listen, my my parents' bedroom used to be beside the computer area in our house. And so my dad, my dad worked late at night, so we'd go to bed a little bit early so we could get sleep before mm-hmm. work. And I remember, I was doing homework for Dr. Marsha Lavery, 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 that's that's a city. That is a city. And so I was sitting there, and it was like when the song had just first come out, and this was back with my like first boyfriend, and my hidden boyfriend from my parents. And I remember saw like it was me. No, it wasn't. It was Dexter Holiday. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember Viola Davis. Sobbing, sobbing, trying not to be loud enough to like wake my father up. And you now that's a different song. It is, but it's the better of it is. It is the better of the two. But it was also these were one of those songs where you like you had to hit replay. You have to because you you weren't done crying. Me with the song. Yeah, I like an hour repeat on my. Okay, I'm about to let you know how old I am on my CD Walkman. Because I had this soundtrack on CD, and I would have it on repeat, this song in particular. And I would just cry until my batteries gave out. And then I'd replace the batteries and start again. Period. So, so they sing, um, Without you the ground, ground thaws, the rain falls, the grass grows, the seeds rot, the flowers bloom, the children play, the stars gleam, the poets dream, the eagles fly without you. The earth turns, the sun burns, but I die without you. I We're going to stop there because, that, I mean, that's kind of what the song is. It's literally a song about life will always happen, but without you, there's no point for me to continue it. Now, voicemail four. What did I know at 14? I'll wait. <laughs> Nothing. What do I know now? A lot. I've been through a lot. Period. Now, Mark Cohen, Labor Day weekend. It's East Hampton on the beach. Just saw Alec Baldwin. Told him you said hi. Just kidding. We still need directors. We, you still need money. You know you need money. Pick up the phone. Don't be afraid of kerching, kerching. Marky, sell us your soul. Just kidding. I'd make a great voicemail. This is little, you. How dare you? <laughs> I, I'm now being downgraded to machines. <laughs> it's guards, butlers, machines. We haven't talked about guards, so we will. One day. It is the best... That is, is not fair because you have just... I'm going We're gonna... We're gonna yeah. talk... We're gonna... It's the thing I'm gonna promote, I think. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying. But that's not fair because you... I play the butler. You're not a guard. I play the butler. I know. <laughs> you're not the guard. Guard? Butlers? Incorrect. Machines? Incorrect. Okay. Butlers anyway. Have, butlers have more lines. Anyway, carry on. Carry on. I will say that 
do I have a line for a guard here? Is my favorite running joke on this podcast that we have yet to explain. We, no, and only if you I don't know when we know will. It, if you went to college with me and Nathan, specifically for one show. Yes. So we get contact, which is oh my god, one of the wildest. It is an orgy. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. No, no, fucking. It's an orgy. What? <laughs> With the H. It is an orgy that ends. Abruptly. Wildly. So I kind of mentioned it earlier. W-H-I-L-G-Y. I mentioned it earlier how the production, the TikTok guy, you saw this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's literally people having sex. And it's like hot, hot, sweat, sweat, wet, red, heat. Please don't stop. Stop, stop. Please, please, please. Sticky, licky, trickle, tickle. Like, it's... It's... it's, There's no euphemism. No, not at all. And they're like, touch, taste, deep, dark, kiss, beg, slap. It's wild. And it's not about love. It's about carnal desire. Yes. No latex rubber. Um, And then you can hear Angel. Angel is revealed in a spotlight in the middle. And everybody... When I saw it, every... It was Angel, like... At the was standing on one of the tables, and like a sheet was draped down off mm-hmm. of them, and everybody else was under the sheet, so you could see <laughs> the silhouettes. But you, you could see them fucking, yeah. But you could only visibly see Angel. Correct. That's the um, way it was when I saw it. And so you hear Angel sing, "Take me, take me today for you, tomorrow for me. Uh, love you, love you. I love you. I love you. Take me. I love you." The music stops, and Angel goes away. Walks off stage. Leaves. And everybody and everybody else stops immediately. Stops fucking, and uh, you go. You hear people go. Um, wait, it slipped. Shit, out. Where'd it go? It's safe. Damn, I think I missed. Um, it's over. It's over. It's over. And then Colin says, "It's over." A doctor walks out. As Colin says, "It's over." Angel stops, turns side profile, and faces the audience. And then walks off. <gasps> a, a doctor walks out. It says something homophobic mm-hmm. about not... They're not going to bury Angel. Yeah. And then Benny comes out. Oh, this is when Benny finds out that Angel killed Akita. Yeah. Um, and Benny offers to pay for Angel's funeral. Uh, for Collins. Because what happened... Well, for everybody. Specifically Collins, but for everybody. What happened in New York is in the early 90s, uh, they... So AIDS, which was formerly known as GRID, which is... uh, GRID is an acronym for Gay-Related Infectious Disease. Mm -hmm. That is... And GRID was essentially AIDS. They're like, you have GRID, you're going to die. If you had GRID, nurses wouldn't treat you, doctors wouldn't treat you, nobody would go near you, they would just put you in a hospital bed and let you die. I highly suggest watching... At the very least, season one of Pose. Yeah. Because they show specifically season, what BJ is talking yes, about right they now. they show there's an island in New York where they kept the bodies of the people who died from AIDS and they just buried them in unmarked graves. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it's not like a, oh, there's like three people. It is a massive hundreds of people buried in unmarked graves because they had AIDS and they weren't connected to rich people who could claim them. Yeah. It is heartbreaking. It is very real. Um, uh, you know, and, and it is a stigma that is still unfortunately present today. 
not as severe as it was in the 90s, but it is still present. There are still people who think that, you know, touching people who have AIDS will give you AIDS. Like, there, it's yeah. a severe miseducation due to fear. There's, um, it's, there's so much, you're literally saying this right now, yeah. ingrained yeah. in society where, like, people are, like, <laughs> people who are, like, that's not what this science is anymore. And they're, like, mm, mm, no. No, but that's, that's what I know it is. And you're, like... And you're like, this is... You're invalidating another person. Yeah. And they're like, well, but that's fear, so... <sighs> and it's, it's hard mm-hmm. having experienced it. Like, my uncle died when I was, uh, like, two um, from AIDS-related complications. I have a cousin who's the same age as me, right? And this is in no way uh, a bearing on the people in my family. Yeah. Uh, and I won't say names because they don't deserve to know that. But if you're in my family, sorry about it. You know who I'm talking about. I have a cousin who's the same age as me. He's older than I am by like four months. My aunt would not let my uncle hold my cousin because he had AIDS. So, like, my uncle was dying in the hospital and all he wanted were things that would bring him joy. Mm-hmm. And they were depriving him of that because they were scared of what was going to happen. My mother is a nurse, thank God, and had enough training to know that that's not how it worked. And so, like, there's, like, pictures of my uncle, like, holding me as a baby and, like, crying and laughing. Yeah. Because, like, he got to experience something that, like, other people were withholding from him mm-hmm. because he was sick. Because he was dying. Uh, and to this day, like, that's, and, and, you know, this is, like, me exposing my family trauma. I'm trauma dumping you. I'm sorry. I didn't ask for permission for us. Um, that, uh, but, they gave it when yeah, they hit play. Yeah, they hit play, they knew. <laughs> um, like, I think, like, I think my mom still holds that against her siblings. Yeah. Uh, because there's, out of the, out of my, my mom is one of eight. Um. I always forget that. Yeah, and out of her six siblings who weren't my uncle who was sick in the hospital, only another one of them is an, a nurse. So, like, they were the only two who, who got were, it. who understood. Yeah. So, like... I think my mom still holds that against them. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the therapy for another day, you know what I mean? But, ha- again, having gone through and seen the after effects of that, like, I remember it because it's, like, one of those early onset, like, baby childhood yeah. memories of me being held by my uncle. But that's it. Like, that's the only memory I have of my uncle. Um, so, like, when people do things like that, it is gut-wrenching to me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, you don't understand what people like me are deprived of because of your decisions. Yeah. I'll never get to experience my uncle except for the one memory I have of my uncle smiling at me and holding me as a baby. That's it. That's all I have. That's all I got. And, like, so, when people say things like, oh, well, they have AIDS, I'm like, I can and will fight you. <laughs> In these streets. Yeah. Immediately. So, just... You know, the, also, if we haven't said it, undetectable means untransmittable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also, is a big stigma in, uh, like, the gay community. I was waiting for the end of this episode to, like, tell you about, like, AIDS getting tested and, like, yeah. you know, by PSA. Um, because there's, uh, free, there's free testing. Anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. There is nowhere in the United States where you cannot get free testing. Yeah. Know and, your status. And as that, a, that sounds corny, but know your status. Know your status. As an adult, especially if you're uh, sexually active, but even if you're not, you should be getting tested every three months. Yeah. 
Every three months, you should know your status. And if you are positive, that is nothing to be ashamed of. No. It is not the death sentence it was 30 years ago. It is nothing to be ashamed of. Um, you can still have a full life. And I, I cannot stress that enough. I know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you... I know several people. I know so many people who are positive. Like, it's just another thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> the, okay. Oh, let's let's talk about this. Yeah. There, from the stigma that it was where you don't talk about it and you were hidden in hospitals until you yes. basically died. Until you died. Till now where there are commercials sure. on the television in between RuPaul's Drag Race where yeah. it's like, I'm on prep. And that's like preventative, but like yeah. there are also like other commercials where it's like, hey, if you're living with HIV, like here's what you can do. Here are drugs that you can try. What? Yeah. And what? Uh, 40, over the course of 40 years? Yeah. From the 80s to now. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. It, it's fucking slow progress. It is. We are trudging uphill barefoot in the snow. But we we're we're, we're still trudging. We 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 have refused to sub- trudge. We will hypothermia. Um, uh, but you know, I think the important the main thing about this is to break the stigma, right? Mm-hmm. Like, talk to people, talk to your kids, talk to your parents, talk to your cousins, friends. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if as as many like kids books as there are about everything now. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there was. Oh, One now or soon. Has to be. Has to be. I refuse to, I refuse to believe that there isn't. But um, talk to the people about... I don't, I, I don't mean specifically AIDS. I mean like sexual health in general. I'm no. not, I am not advocating teaching kids about sex. You as a parent, that's up to you. Right? But, but safe but, sex. But, but I am advocating that if you, are, if you or your kids or your kids' friends are engaging in sex or are thinking about it or talking about it, Y'all, take 10 minutes to talk to your kids about safe sex Mama, yes. and STIs. And the the main thing, Cause talk listen, to them about the repercussions. Let me tell you. I remember when I had my sex talk with my family. Same. I was in the backyard. I asked some weird question. And I got the sex talk while we were cleaning out the backyard with my mom and dad. And I was like... I was, like, laughing because I was like, that can't be what happens. And they're like, no, it is. And they're like, okay. And then I found out, for me, that's not what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's not what happened. Like, yeah, it is. And you're like, no, I'm telling you. But that's not true. I, I will say the, what, I am, I am grateful because I, I have a very nice support system. Or, yeah, a very nice support, support system with my friends. <laughs> and I remember being sat down at a time in my life and having to read a list of diseases that I could get. Oh, my, like my sex talk was, this is sex. These are the organs. This is a graphic diagram. My mother's a nurse, y'all of STIs and what it looks like when you get them. I was probably 12, 11. Damn. So like, (laughs) is that trauma in itself? Probably. But personally, for me, that kept me safe. Because I knew, you, yeah. I knew what could happen. What could happen. Yeah. Not necessarily what was going to happen, yeah. but I knew what could happen. And so because of that, I, well, okay, I'm not going to sit there and lie to you and tell you I was an angel. I I was fast as a child. Uh, <laughs> me as a teenager. We are getting back to rent yeah, in a we're second, y'all. <laughs> uh, I, I was, it was not great. It was not cute. Um, but like, but... I also knew how to take care of myself mm-hmm. and what to do to stop 
said bad things from happening. Why? Because my mother took the time to explain to me as an adult, these are the repercussions you will have if you choose not to act like an adult. Yes. Rent, (laughs) in my opinion, for me, was part of that formative process of, this is what could happen to you. Yeah. If you don't. If you're not smart. And that's... And this... Again, trauma. Like, me, family members, my uncle. I have had people pass from AIDS-related complications outside of my family. Like, I've had friends die from it. So, like, when Angel died, I, it resonated in a way that I did not expect it to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so, then the next few songs, specifically the reprise. Rough. So rough. To, I, to this day, I can't handle it. You know what I mean? So, so back to rent. We we get we're at Angel's memorial, and uh, we we get like eulogies from friends. And Mimi says Angel's was Angel was one of my closest friends. Uh, I knew we'd hit it off from the moment we met. Uh, this person was bothering her, and she said she was more of a man than he'd ever be, and more of a woman than he'd ever get. Uh, and then Collins gets up to deliver his eulogy. And sings a very slowed down version of I'll Cover You, uh, where he sings, live in my house, I'll be your shelter, just pay me back with 1,000 kisses. It is beautiful. It is the most beautiful thing ever. Uh, But as he's singing, Joanne and the Seasons of Love soloist sing over him so with a thousand sweet kisses i'll cover you with a thousand sweet kisses kisses. i'll cover you um it's Mm. it's so beautiful um till your heart has expired oh shit we're almost done um so they leave and mark is on the phone and goes hey it's mark is alexi there no don't bother her just tell her i'm running late for our appointment uh and he goes how did we get here how the hell how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just one of those, like, post-death things of, like, where's my life going? You have an existential moment of dread because you start to realize you're mortal. Yeah. And so he goes, why did Mimi knock on Roger's door and Collins choose that phone booth back where Angel set up his drums? Why did Mimi's equipment break down? Why am I the witness? And when I capture it on film, will it mean that it's the end and I'm alone? <sighs> Which... This is the only time I've ever, like, related to Mark. Because Mark is literally being like, everyone, everyone around me will leave me either through disease or love. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be alone because of that. How do I deal? <laughs> I like, she had the memories. So everybody walks out and Mimi says, is it true you sold your guitar and bought a car? And he goes, Roger says, yeah, I'm leaving now for Santa Fe. Is it true you're with this yuppie scum? And Benny, who she's apparently with now, says, you said you'd never speak to him again. And she goes, not now. And Maureen says, who said that you have anything? And he say, and who she She says says things to at all. And Joanne says, who said that you should stick your nose in other people's? And Maureen goes, who said I was talking to you? When I tell you. I watched this scene four times before I moved on. The drama in this scene in the movie, palpable. We used to have this fight each night. You never admit I existed. He was the same way. He was always run away, hit the road, don't commit, you're full of shit. She's in denial, he's in denial. Didn't give an inch when I gave a mile. Yes, I gave a mile. Gave a mile to who? 
Come on, guys. And Mimi and Joanne says, I'd be I'd be happy to die for a taste of what Angel had. Some, one to live for, unafraid, unafraid to, to say, say I, I love, love you. you. And Roger says, all your words are nice, oh, Mimi. All your words are nice, Mimi. But you love's not a three-way street. street. You'll never share real love until you love yourself. I should know. And Colin says, you said you'd all be cool today. So please, for my sake. I can't believe he's gone. And then to Roger, I can't believe you're going. I can't believe this family must die. Angel helped us believe in love. I can't believe you disagree. I can't believe this is goodbye. And then Maureen and Joanne embrace and say, I miss you. Uh, And they kiss. But Maureen pulls away. And says, ow. And she goes, why'd you say ow? And she goes, you bit my tongue. And she goes, no, I didn't. And she goes, I, you did. I'm bleeding. And she goes, I think. She goes, no, you're not. And she goes, I think I should know. And she goes, well, let me see. And Maureen goes, she doesn't believe me. And then they ha- laugh and hug and wave goodbye. Which is like fucking wild. Toxic. Nee, 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 nee. <laughs> um, and so... um. Mark says, maybe you'll see when you stop escaping your pain, or at least now if your child try, Angel's death won't be in vain. And Roger says his death is in vain. Um, and so, uh, uh, the pastor throws Collins out. Yep. And he says, off the premises, queer. And Colin says, there's no way to send a boy to his maker. They had to know we couldn't pay the undertaker. Okay, sorry. This is when Benny offers to pay for the funeral. So great. Um, Now, Mark says, hi, I'm Mark Cohen here reporting for Buzzline. Back to you, Alexi. Coming up next, vampire welfare queens who are compulsive bowlers. Oh my God, what am I doing? And we get What You Own, which is one of my favorite songs it's in the show. one of the best songs in the musical. Um, so, oh, no. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry, thank you. So, uh, they sing, don't breathe too deep, don't think all day, dive into work, drive the other way. That drip of hurt, that pint of shame goes away, just play the game. You're living in America at the end of the millennia. Uh, leave your conscience at the tone. And when you're living in America at the end of the millennia, you're, you're what, what you, you own. own. So Mark and Roger kind of split, and they're trying to just find their way in the world through the... Roger's trying to still use Mimi as his muse, and Mark is like... Uncut jams. Uncut jams. And, <laughs> uh, are you mad that it was good? Uh, it wasn't. Uncut jams. Uncut jams. I was Tyler Scott's muse when he got yo and Charlie around. Um... <laughs> Yes, you did just witness a stroke happen in real time. Look, everybody turn your phones on. We're witnessing mental illness. Um, So, Mark is using Angel, and more so Angel's death, which hits me a little weird sometimes, but I get it, as like a reinvigoration of like, what does my art mean? The thing I like about this song is like, this is the first time you see Mark and Roger realize the idea of the artist is not viable yeah. in the way that they thought it was. It is not, it can't be a dream. It can only be a goal. Yeah. They, so at and the, it, 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 and it's, it's honestly nice to see them going, shit, I have to reevaluate everything because what I was doing failed me. 
Yes, we're dying in America to come into our own. Mm-hmm. And when you're dying in America at the end of the, the millennia, millennia, you're not alone. I'm not alone. You're not alone. Oh. You have a support system. Okay. So there's a another voicemail. Oh, God. Uh, Roger, this is your mother. Uh, I don't get these postcards moving to Santa Fe back to New York, starting a rock band. Roger, where are you? Please call. Mimi's mother says, Mimi, Chica, donde esta? Uh, she, her mom's looking for her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know what that means. Thank you. Well, donde esta? Where are you? There was more, and I didn't know what the more was. What? Um, there's more Spanish. What does it say? Uh, tu mama esta lamando? Your mom is, I guess, worried about you? Yeah. Okay. I don't speak Spanish. And then she goes, where are you, Mimi? Call. And so all their parents are looking for each other. And then Mark's mom says, Mark, are you there? Are you there? I don't know if he's there. We're all here wishing you were here too. Where are you, Mark? Please call your mother. There are too many phone calls from the mamas. Okay. So, finale. There are more homeless people. It's been a year. Yes. We're back to December 24th, 10 p.m. Eastern Standards Time. I can't believe a year went by so fast. Time to see when we have time. So they turn on the projector um, and the first shot is Roger. He's on his guitar. He found his song. Now, here's the problem. Mm. Mimi, mm. they run in with Mimi, and Mimi is like withdrawal city and strung out. Strung out, not good. They lay her on the table. She's also very sick. Yeah, and Mimi's like, or not Mimi, sorry. Joanne says she's been leaving, living on the street. Um, we can buy some wood and start something to eat. Like, first of all, they're still living in not great conditions. Conditions. So they're like, oh, we have to make heat in this home. Um, so they're trying to call 911 and they get put on hold. And Mimi's like, I should tell you. I should tell you Benny wasn't. And Roger was like, I know. I should tell you why I left. It wasn't because I didn't. And Mimi's like, I know. And then Mimi passes out. And so, Roger says, who do you think you are leaving me alone with my guitar? Hold on, there's something you should hear. It isn't much, but it took all year. And then, instead of getting her neosporin... Water, a cold rag. A a crumb of bread. A prayer. This man pulls out a guitar, plugs it into an amp, and just... Judo chopped in the throat. Judo chopped in the throat. Shreds. On this guitar. (laughs) Now, if this were in D&D and a bard was doing it, you know what? At least you're helping. I'd eat it up. Healing word? You're giving me inspiration. Yes. Roger. Mimi's dying on a table. (laughs) The woman you love that you wrote the song about is actively dying on a table. And you're like, wow, this is the moment. I'm going to take this moment about you. Make it about me by singing. And Joe, me as me cast as Joanne in the back. Play Wonderwall. Like, <laughs> do you know Freebird? Like, what do you like? Get out of here! What, sir? She's dying and or dead. You're he not may not sure. come when you need. No, he may not come, come when, when you, you want, want but he always comes when you need. He may not come when you want, but he's always there on time. It's the correct lyric. But thank you so much. He may not come. When you want him. Who's all y'all? Everyone but, but me? Be right there on time. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Roger sings Your Eyes. As we... The worst part fake finale. 
It's bad. <laughs> I prefer Finale B. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, it's because it's good. Um, and then Mimi's head falls on the side and her arm drops limply off the edge of the table. It looks like me after he sings the song, it looks like Mimi dies. Well She kinda does. She kinda does. It's it's heavily insinuated that Mimi does die and they resuscitate her. Yeah. So Mimi Whoops. Mimi's <laughs> hand twitches. Incredible it says incredibly, she is still alive. Sure, Jan. No, baby. That's what we call cardiac arrest. And she got shocked back. Mimi says, I jumped over the moon. And she goes, what? And Joanne says, she's back. She goes, I was heading towards a tunnel. And I saw Angel. Angel. Mm. And she looked good. And she said, turn around, girlfriend. And listen to that boy's song. And she starts to feel better. And then she... Her and Roger sing, there's only us, there's only this, forget regret, or life is yours. They're just happy. They're just in a relationship. They, this is the, it's the literal, it's the bare, bare minimum of a relationship. We are alive. We're together. We are happy. Nothing else matters. Boo. Now, they all, the chorus yeah. starts singing the mantra of the, um. The credo. Yes. Of the uh, meetings. Of the life support meetings. Yes. Uh, there's only now, there's only here, given to love or live in fear. No other path, no other way. No day but today. And as this all happens, there's a montage of all the footage that Mark has been filming over the course of the year. And then there's a shot of Angel. And then Angel runs out and joins the rest of the cast yeah. with Mimi. And that is Rent. That is the finale, baby. Baby. BJ, did you have fun? This was a lot more fun than I thought this, it would be. We talked about some we, heavy we stuff We talked about today. some heavy stuff. Um, like, so, like, I don't like... I like the songs in Rant because, like, I grew up with the songs in Rant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, watching Rant, I don't enjoy it. But I think it's so important to teach Rant because, again, historically, because it's so fucking important. Yeah. It is so important that we talk about Rant because... Of the positive and real aspects of the AIDS crisis from the 90s. It is one of the few actual representations we have. I would like to do Rent, but in, like, I I guess direct Rent. I don't want to direct Rent, but if I were to direct it, I would look at my scenic director and be like, no skylights, no tables, no uh, metal... What are those called? No scaffolding. Do anything else. Make it anything else. And we'll see what happens and what we can do. I want to see... (laughs) This is me being weird. I want to see Rent told from the perspective of, like, a hospital. I was thinking that, but didn't want to say it. Where, like, people are on, like, scrubs. Okay, but the La Vibohem table is just three hospital beds next to each other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think it would be very interesting to, like... You're, That's trademarked. Don't take our... Yeah. Ooh, if you take our idea, we'll find you. This is technically trademarked because it's in a podcast episode where we told you this is our idea. Uh, you're not allowed to do it. This is my idea. Why would uh, it not this be? This is my, it's my voice. property. Uh, uh, Nathan Brown and BJ Sires LLC. Um, so... You don't pay unless we win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's my voice. Why should it not be? I'm a vocal artist. Wolf bear. Uh, wolf bear. Uh, oh my... They're like, please, say the outro. Yeah. Uh, but like, I... I just think it's very important, and I again, y'all, I, I this is the hill I would die on. If you are sexually active, straight, gay, bi, lesbian, 
I I don't care where you are on the spectrum, what you identify as. If you are having sex with another person, or otherwise, <laughs> what? persons or none. Um, okay. Every three months, you need to be getting a full panel run on you. Even if you're in a committed relationship, you need to be having your panels run. Y'all, there are diseases that you can still contract even in a committed relationship. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. The human body is gross. <laughs> so you have to be preemptive. Look that. at mine. Look away. Um, <laughs> I will also say this. If you are a gay black male in the South, you are 51% more times more likely to get HIV AIDS than anyone else in the entire world. You are. Let me say that again. A gay black male in the South, you are 51 times more likely to get AIDS than anyone else. Oh my God. That is, like, the statistic is extremely high. So I cannot express to you enough. Use condoms. I, I, if they tell you it doesn't fit, y'all... That's a lie. That, that is, is a, a damn lie. damn lie. Because there are condoms of all sizes. All sizes. Also, most condoms fit. Baby girl, if, if he says he's 12 inches and he can't back it up... If I back it up, is that fast enough? I don't know. What to, I don't know what to tell you. Like that's probably a lie. Uh, you know what I mean. I like, can't like, wait. Put a condom on it and walk. Like put a condom on it or walk away, girl. Also, just walk away because that's a foot. What? <laughs> Why can't a penis be twelve inches? Because then it's a foot. I have errands to run the next day, so like you got it. You got to go. I would love. to I hear will shake it. hands with it and then walk away. I would love for somebody to dissect our like. Verbal speech because this isn't out of sync. Yeah, no, this no. is just how I this talk is, around yeah, this. BJ is, is actively pattern. trying to like present information yeah. to the peer, the public, and I'm like, if I back it up, is if that fast enough? enough? <laughs> if I throw it back, but oh, yeah, no. So um, Nathan, Nathan is the the hype girl twerking on the stage. A hundred percent. I'm talking to you about uh, getting tested. Um, so everything Broadway cares is act up fighting. Yeah. Um, so. Every three months, you guys, you can go to any clinic in your town or adjacent towns, and it's free. Your yes. panel workup is free. I cannot stress that to you enough. It is free. Healthcare isn't kids. great, but sometimes Tested. it does take care of. Also, also, if you're a kid, if you if you're young, yeah, you can get. They will hand you a bag of condoms. They will give you. Condoms. They they what? Isn't it called like the brown bag special yes. or something? Yes. They will hand you a bag of condoms. They will hand you a bag of condoms because why? It is better for you to be sexually safe and practice safe sex than it is to have kids and or STIs and be untreated. And Listen, let's passing that. Let's be open about it. I've had an STD before, and I went and I got a shot for it. Yeah, because you have, you I can't stress it enough to you. You have to get tested. You have to take care of yourself. Period. You have to. Listen, I, I walked in. I had no shame. I. Y'all, I was 100% sure I had an STD when I walked into that building. And I walked into that doctor and he's like, hey, what's up? I said, I had unprotected gay sex and I have an STD. And I, I know I do. And this man looked at me. If I had not been there for an STD, I would have made him lose that job that day. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. Do you understand me? <laughs> and he said, this is, these are the words he said to me. He said, well, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like, like a, a duck, duck, you have an STD. You have an STD. <laughs> 
Period. And he gave me a shot and he said, go to Walgreens and pick up this pill. And I... Don't have sex for four days. Cannot stress And guess what? I didn't. <laughs> to you enough, there is no... Doctors don't care. Shame. Doctors do not care. They want to help you. I don't care about doctors. For, I, for you yourself, you might say that, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. Baby, there is no shame. You have a friend that you have a friend that will go with you. You want to know what's embarrassing? You giving someone an STI because you were too scared to get checked. Let me tell you, that's embarrassing. I had a I had a second scare with an STD, and the person the the person did their due diligence, and they called me. They're like, "Hey, this is really awkward, but I think you but, need to go get tested." Yeah. I said, "Hey." Thank you for telling me. Thanks so much. And I went and I got tested. I was negative. They still treated me for it just in case. Yep. And I was like, cool. We were both adults about it. And I still talk to that person to this day. And they're like, wasn't that wild? I was like, it sure was. How are you doing? I'm like, like, y'all, I promise you, you think it's embarrassing? It's not. It's not. Please. You will forget tested. about it. You go will forget about it. tested. So. Like, Besides all of this... I did it off my soapbox, but I'm not getting off BJ, of. do you have anything to promote uh, before we head out today? Um, yes. Okay. Uh, I play a live-action D&D every Thursday on uh, Twitch.tv. Uh, it's Twitch.tv backslash Phantom Encounters. It's a Percy Jackson live play D&D. It's a great time. Yes. Um, but also, specifically for this episode, I want to plug... Um, Planned Parenthood. Yes. Go. They will give you your status. Yes. Learn about it. Learn about your status. Learn about who you are. Learn about what you can do to for preventative. If you are also, sexually active, you should be on prophylaxis. You hey, should be on prep. Guess what? And it's free. Guess what? If you don't think you have a friend who will talk to you about this stuff, message me. I will yes. talk to you. Yes. Ain't nobody in my DMs, baby. I will talk to you if you need to be talked to. That's not correct. I'm in Nathan's DMs, but it's usually TikToks that he's already seen. Okay, but that's on TikTok. Much. That's not Instagram. <laughs> Message me on Instagram in the Booze and Broadway account. Yeah. I will talk to you about this. I will yeah, walk absolutely. you through it. And you know what? We won't know the answers necessarily all the time. Yeah. But we'll help you get there. I'll help you look it up. I'll send you an article if yeah. I can find it. Yeah. yeah this is. There's, I will help you. There is no shame in owning your sexual health, and I think it is the most important thing you can do as an adult. What a nice episode. Yeah. Awesome. I would like to... As that was, There was a lot, a lot. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about your good news. Yeah, yeah. Your good so, news. Yeah. Guys, I have some really good news. I have been cast in a show. I'm Yay! so very excited. I am doing the play that goes wrong, which is a dream show for me. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm my hands, which is the uh, sign language applause. Um. Um, so, if you are in... It, I will put the information out there. Obviously, some of our friends who listen to the show cannot make it. Um, we will run for three weekends. It's the last weekend of July and the first two weekends of August. Um, but if you are in the Nashville-Franklin area... Uh, or you feel like you can drive to the Nashville-Franklin area, those tickets will be available for you. And I will I will meet you after the show if you think I am famous enough to do that for you. Um, Me? Yes. It, only BJ. Do you sign? Not for you. Um, but, yes, I'm very excited. I get to, It is a dream role, and it is my first show since before the pandemic started. So I'm very excited about it. Um, BJ, thank you for doing this episode. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. This was a really good one. Uh... Guys, I hope you have a good week. We will see you next week. And like a person who has drunk too much in the end of every show, it is time to black out. Bye.